The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and uh, you'll see two videos at the top of the page. Bradley's show from Saturday is two hours worth of Brad, or no, yeah, one hour, because he had a replay on the second hour. Uh, but you can watch that up until 3 p.m. this afternoon, and then he'll be live in that little area there. And on the right side, uh, you'll see the picture of our guest uh, today. Uh, just click on the play button there and enlarge it on whatever device you got and then on the bottom right hand side you can uh, click on the rumble icon and there you will be able to join us in a rumble chat we are streaming on rumble 
at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And we're also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty if you want to join us on any of those platforms. But wherever you go, you can always find us there at Sons of Liberty Radio, or excuse me, Sons of Liberty Media.com. Also, right before or right under where we're streaming live, there's a place where you can sign up for a newsletter. Please do that and help us out and get the word out. You know how the censorship is, and we appreciate each one of you doing that. If you would like to support us, you agree with our message uh, and what we would do on the radio, uh, on the internet, and also out among the people. There's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also available. Our store is available, lots of products in there that are great conversation starters, as well as uh, some equipping tools. This week we're highlighting the What is the Price t-shirt. Uh, on the front it says, What is the Price of Your Freedom? Ask a Veteran. On the back side, What is the Price of Your Redemption? Ask the Son of God. And uh, these are one of our more popular t-shirts. Uh, donation is normally $20 this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can use the promo code PRICE and you can save 20%. Right? So, what? $4 off. I can still do my math, right? <laughs> $4 off uh, through Saturday at midnight and uh, you can get these these t-shirts. Now, before we bring our guest on, just highlight a couple of things off of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Uh, from our friend Matt Trujella over at DefyTyrants.com, what is despicable about Road? is that all the governments of men obeyed SCOTUS for 49 years while the preborn were savagely butchered. And that's true. It was never a law. Never. It's a, rule. it's a ruling. It's an opinion in one case. And uh, frankly, they shouldn't have been ruling on it in the first place. If you know your Constitution, they've got about four things that the federal courts can rule on. This ain't one of them. I mean, it really wasn't one of them. Uh, also, exclusive, more vaccine-injured pilots speak out as groups pressure airlines, regulators to end mandates. Uh, also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Insurrection. Watch Arizona abortion protest. Police released tear gas. Lawmakers held hostage in a Senate building. Uh, boy, I tell you what, these people have come unhinged because it's starting to bear down on them that they've actually been committing murder for those all those years. And they don't like people telling them that they've done such a heinous crime, but that's what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. If you missed our show from Saturday, Living Water, Kangan Water, and its promotion of good health, I've got to tell you, there was a lot of informative things there that that family learned as a result of dealing with the healthcare system. The mom was a nurse. Uh, they dealt with their son. A very informative uh, interview that we had. Also, Financial Rebellion with Catherine Austin Fitz, How to Expose Financial Information from U.S. State and Local Government, Charities, and Mortgage Lenders. And then one year after his death, John McAfee's corpse is still being held by government, fueling claims of a cover-up. Yeah, of course there's a cover-up. <laughs> Everything that surrounded that man's death is kind of like, uh, what's his name? Epstein. Uh, so yeah, there's a cover-up. A couple of videos here before I bring our guest on. I don't know if you guys saw this. Remember the, the lady, I think her name is Flores, she won. And uh, so they're having a swearing-in ceremony. I mean... You guys on the radio aren't going to be able to see this, but it'll be in the archive if you want to check it out later this morning at sonsoflibertymedia.com. These little girls are beside a Nancy Pelosi. Um, they're having the swearing-in cer ceremony for Myra Flores. And just, I mean, this woman is just as wicked as can be. Watch her just elbow this little girl out of the way. Watch for what she does here. She'll just scoot her out of the way. Just get on out of the way there. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm wondering if Ms. Flores is going to speak to this. Uh, maybe she's already put something out on this. But I mean, it's just 
It's just evil. This woman is just evil. And I don't know how the American people tolerate The people in California, I don't know how you tolerate her. It's kind of like the us in South Carolina, how we tolerate Lindsey Graham. It's just ridiculous. Also, a couple of good things here. Daily rallies are ongoing in Orlando. Um, they're bringing attention to the pedophilia den, as it were. This is uh, taking place down at Disney World. Somebody's put up a sign called Pedo World. People are out. Uh, you got a couple of people with signs, some people with flags. Uh, they're informing people of what's going on there who may not be following. You know, a lot of people don't even follow the news because the majority of it's lies anyway. Uh, they, they're not digging into anything in the internet to find out what's going on in the world or the country or their state. And um, But here's some people out there. They're, they're, they're letting people know... But uh, there you go. They're, they're out doing that. And then here's another one. This is happening in the Netherlands. Farmers, fishermen, uh, trade workers, and patriots against government tyranny. And, you know, this is like watching the stuff that went on in Canada. And the guy's driving their tractors out there. It's pretty incredible. Hundreds of tractors out there. Maybe a thousand or more. I don't know. But uh, it's great to see people out. They, they've become informed. They've been affected by uh, what government has done, the crimes that, that government has engaged themselves in. And uh, they're going out and they're speaking out on that. And I think that's good. I think that's probably, I'm going to ask, but I think that's probably one of the reasons our guest is, is running for office now. Uh, real quickly, I have finished up the audio version of Mission to America by David Zuniga. Uh, Zuniga, excuse me, I keep saying that name wrong. Uh, but I finished that up. I'll have a link to it. If you're a person wanting to, we, we talk about tactical civics. You know, real practical things that you and I can do in our counties to take back our counties under a constitutional government, uh, mainly pushing forward the grand jury, the common law grand jury, and also the uh, putting in the constitutional militia to be the enforcement arm of that grand jury. If you're interested in doing that, I'm going to be doing the books. David said I could do it. I'm doing it from my group here in um, the county that I'm in. And because a lot of the guys, they work, they, they can't. When they come home, they're just beat, and they're like, if you got this on audio, we can do it. So I make a little mistakes. Uh, we got some kids moving. I brushed up the threshold so it wouldn't catch so much, but it catches it when I'm talking. So, But it's good. It, it gets you the information you need. Okay, If you want that, that's going to be in the archive later this morning. You can use it. You can share it. You can do whatever you want to do with it. Okay, That'll be there. And then tonight um, at 8 p.m., I'm going to be on with the guys in Georgia on a Zoom call to share with what we're doing here in our county as they're, and I think they have people not only in Georgia, but they have across the country who are going to be on there talking about how they're progressing as well in their particular uh, groups where they're seeking to bring back a constitutional government, not in D.C., that's a waste of time. Do it in your county. That's where you're going, that's where you're going to be effective, okay? All right, with that said, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on here. Let me kick this out of the way. With that said, we've got as our guest this morning, Sandra Magnano, and I was uh, she was recommended to me by our friend Eric Hughes-Jones, who's been on the show several times before, 
And he says she's really doing some good work here in New York. She's running for the 147, uh, 142nd District there in New York. And it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you do me a favor and tilt that camera down just a little bit like we had it before? Thank you so much. Uh, it's good to have you on. Uh, she's getting up early this morning like the rest of us. And uh, just want to say thank you for coming on. Now, I got a, I got a question. You guys, um, you just had the Supreme Court shoot down the the thing on the concealed carry deal there in New York. New York has become largely tyr a tyrannical state mainly because of the metropolitan area of New York City. It branches out. The majority of New York is not this communist foothold. And so, what do you let me just ask you right off the bat. What do you think about that ruling that that came down? Is that something you you support? I'm assuming it is. They supported a thousand percent. Yes, we live in the tyrannical state of New York, and it's time to um, get rid of the one-party rule and change things. Because this is just—I mean, every day you get up and you say to yourself, "Can it get worse?" And yeah, it has. So now we're fighting back, and um, that's why I'm here. Um, when I told my children that I was running for office, they sort of just, you know, said, okay, mom, I guess we're in this with you. And um, yeah, this, this state is, we're, we're fighting back. I can say that. Okay. All right. Let, let me, let me uh, ask a couple questions here. You, men you mentioned your children. I saw them standing with you. They're taking pictures with you on, on, on your Facebook page. And uh, tell us a little bit just about yourself. And, um, you know, in your, your personal life there, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then if you can tell us what was it that actually drove you to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go see if I can represent the people that I know who are against all this stuff that we're dealing with. Well, um, I'm a mom of three great kids. Um, they're all here in New York with me right now. How long they stay, I don't know. I hope they do. Um, I've been a nurse for 40 years and I was widowed. Uh, it'll be three years this Wednesday. Uh, my husband was a chiropractor here and we were small business owners. Um, he unexpectedly passed away. And that was probably one of the worst days of our lives, but um, we, you readjust. And I think. You know, God, my husband always said, God has uh, a way of letting us know what we're supposed to do. So after Tony passed away, um, you know, COVID hits and you're watching all of this unfold and you're saying to yourself, really, what is going on? Um, both my boys came back here and lived in the house with me for a while during COVID. But you start watching what's happening and you're like, this just isn't right. I've been a nurse, like I said, for 40 years. And, you know, we started entertaining at my house and my kids, I have a pool. So my kids were having their friends over and COVID wasn't spreading. Um, and then I started, you know, meeting certain groups in the area of patriots and good people that, you know, we were meeting in churches like it was Nazi Germany. And I thought this is the United States of America. What, what is going on? And um, 
you know, I just, I, I was, you know, at protests again for the state, my children would say, mom, please don't get arrested. Um, but we weren't doing anything wrong. We were living like Americans. And I guess COVID has shown us a lot of things, a lot of things never to happen again. Okay. All right. So as a nurse, here's the thing, you know, we've been, we've been covering a lot of this stuff and frankly, uh, the evidence shows they've never demonstrated that SARS-CoV-2 even exists. The Chinese have said it. The British have said it. The Canadians have said it. Our own CDC had a, a study out. They've said it. They don't have any isolates. Now they're claiming they do. But when you go and look at their isolation process, they don't isolate anything. They just throw other other substances in there and, and they do some kind of hocus pocus over it and say, oh, we isolate it. And it's not true. Now, my estimation is they're, they're, that this isn't anything about a virus at all. Uh, in fact, it's, it's led me to question whether any of the, the things we've been told are viruses actually exist in the first place. But I think they're rolling out new technology. We've seen that in the past uh, where people get sick from the electromagnetic radiation and stuff. But we're not here to talk about that. That's, that's just what I think is going on there. But you as a nurse, you've been in the, you've been a, you work in a hospital. What were you seeing in there? You, you talked about what was going on in the church. Can you tell us what you were actually seeing in the church there in New York and then also what you were seeing in the hospitals with regard to what they were playing us with and what I call the COVID 1984? You know, um, I, so my um, stepfather passed away in January and he uh, and my mother got COVID. And he ended up, um, passed away after seven weeks in the hospital. And I watched what was going on in these hospitals. And it was the most bizarre thing I've ever witnessed. Um, you know, everybody's masking up. And it really, you know, I didn't wear my mask in his room. But um, it was, again, in New York State, the, the policy was almost were to be vaccinated. Well, that didn't stop COVID, did it? Um, the one male nurse that was taking care of my dad had been vaccinated and came down with COVID. I think he was like on his third round. Um, and it was, it like I said, it was just the most bizarre thing. And like it, it it's... Um, it's it's been like a bad movie. It's a bad novel that we've been living through, and this virus. I mean, my kids all got it. I got sick. Oh, I'm guessing a couple of months ago, and I recovered. I was sick for a few days, and it was over with. However, you know, um, my dad was in the hospital, and they gave him uh, remdesivir, and you know, he had his certificate he died of kidney failure well we know that remdesivir causes kidney failure and um the hospitals were getting paid a lot of money for that it's uh, it's quite something and so when i was meeting in churches with like-minded people you know we were all talking about this and a lot of people have had similar experiences to, to my experience and it's, it's just time we take this country back to normal. I guess COVID was a gift in some ways because we saw a lot of the um, 
corruption that we really weren't paying attention to, and now we are. Yeah, yeah, I tend to think that, that, it, that it, there, that's been the silver lining, that some people who weren't paying attention all of a sudden are paying attention. And it's not just the corruption. I mean, what's going on there, Sandra, is, is murderous. I mean, you talked about Nazi Germany. I, what, how else can you compare it when they're knowingly giving people things, and now the documents have been coming out for a couple of months now about Pfizer and the FDA, the unconstitutional FDA, they shouldn't be in existence either, knew it was killing people right from the start. They knew it was killing people, they knew it was injuring people, and they put it out, and nobody's holding them to account. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Now, you're running for, I guess they call you guys assembly, assembly men and assembly women up there, right? Yes, Okay. All right. So what are, what are some of the things? Let, let me, uh, we, we made mention of the Supreme Court ruling on um, the concealed carry. What would be your stand on the Second Amendment? Do you think that government in any capacity is there to restrict or regulate the purchase, the keeping, the bearing, or any of that of arms? Or in some cases, they try to end around and they say, well, we're not going after your arms. We're just going to tax your ammo. Or we're going to do this. Do you think there's, the, the government should have any say-so in any of that stuff? Or what, what's, your, what's your position on that? We're losing, we're losing your voice there a little bit. It's a little bit low. So I am pro Second Amendment, and um, my it took me two years in the state of New York to get my concealed carry permit. Uh, I think it's a little better now, but um, you know my husband was all about that. And like I said, the government needs to they have they're out of control. They really are. So um, yeah, the the I am pro Second Amendment all the way. Well, let me let me ask you this too. Uh, with that, you know, it's it's weird to, that we're talking about this because people get their concealed weapon permit, but the reality is, don't we have that right to do it without government permission? That this is this is the mindset they get us in. And I remember my uncle before he died, he carried like three. He's as, he was as skinny as a beanpole, but he'd carry like three guns on him at all times, right? He was a guy who looked after his neighborhood. If somebody stopped on the road in the middle of the night, he'd go check on them, make sure, get them on their way, because he didn't want people who didn't belong there to, to be hanging around. And he told me, he said, you know, I, I finally went and got my concealed weapon permit. And he says, the more I think about it, I've been carrying it for 30, 40, 50 years or whatever with no permit. Now I've kind of put myself under them for, for this. And he says, I just wish I wouldn't have done that. He, he really thought, thought about that. So I, I'm glad to hear that. So what would be the th what are the things you would do? Because New York is almost like Chicago in its gun. I call them gun confiscation laws or go gun prohibition laws. They're they're not gun control at all. Um, they're they're really tyrannical in there. What are some things that you have in the works that you would look to do as far as dealing with it in your state? Well, we have this cashless bail in New York State, and you see every day. Um, the city of New York is, I mean, New York City is like, it's a war zone. It's, it's incredible to watch. And why are we letting criminals get away with this? I mean, thou shall not steal. That's, um, I, I don't know. I thought we all lived by that, but clearly that's not what's happening. And it's, it's, again, I, 
I've said this to, to friends and family, you get up every day and you say, it can't get worse. And by damned, it does. Um, so we need to get rid of this cashless bail. And if you do a crime, you need to do the time. This is craziness. Um, I like it's New York City is not what is represented up here in Buffalo. I mean, we're just hardworking people. You know, my husband used to say, um, the people in Buffalo are the the most generous, kind, loving people. And you can stand in a grocery store and in five minutes know somebody's story. And it's a beautiful place to be. And and I hope um, to win this election and make some change because we need it. I, I mean, I feel like this country is at a pivotal point right now. And so is the state of New York. And we need to take it back to the people. You know, we need government needs to work for we the people. And it sure doesn't. And right now what's going on in this country is it's insane. Yep, you're exactly right. I, I was noticing and making that reading last night uh, that, you know, it, it comes back. This is the message of the Sons of Liberty that the, that the government that we put in place, we well, our forefathers put in place is to work for us. We don't work for them. What is this thing where they can they can raise their pay, but they can tax us more to pay for it, or they can they can take our money and ship it over to our enemies, or even what they call our allies, who aren't our allies either. In 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 reality, who are they to do these kinds of things? Now, obviously, as a state assemblywoman, you're not dealing it at the at a federal level, but there should be something. And I I've said this in South Carolina, there should be something that you can do to stop some of those things uh, from happening where the the state steps in and says, no, we're not going to do this. Thomas Jefferson called it nullification. That can be a part of, of what's done. But people rarely try to do those kinds of things. The, the Our representatives try to do those things. Let me ask you this. Uh, state of New York, you just got this this ruling again that shows us that uh, the Supreme Court is kind of like the, uh, the church councils who have erred and contradicted themselves and everything else. Uh, now they're saying, oh, you don't have a constitutional right after almost 50 years of saying, well, you do. Um, how, how, how is that going over in, in Buffalo there and in the state of New York? Um, we, there was an emergency meeting that I couldn't attend for the 17th. Your, your microphone's picking you up a little low back there. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. So <clears throat> um, there was a meeting that I couldn't attend on Friday from the 1791 Society, and they were discussing this, um, and I intend to catch up with um, them today, but people are, like I said, they've had enough, and it's, um, it's our time. It's our time to take this country back, and, you know, our, govern our current governor, which I'm certain she's going to lose this election, Kathy Hochul, you know, she's having a meltdown everywhere and she's furious about this. Um, but we we need to elect a new governor. And I think for the first time, I mean, I forget, is it 20 years that um, one party rule has existed in the state of New York and now it's time to stop. Uh, one of my friends is an assembly person and he said downstate, I mean, they're like communists down there. and 
he said, Sandy, you need to win so we can change the dialogue here. And that's what I intend to do. Again, I'm not a politician. I'm just a mom, a nurse. Um, and I'm certain my husband is up in heaven saying, Sandy, I told you to stay out of politics, but I didn't listen. Well, sometimes people have to do, they have to, they have to stand up and be counted. They have to be a voice for people who aren't getting a voice. And, you know, I don't, this, this two-party system stuff is nonsense anyway. You're either for the law or you're lawless. It's, that's the way it is. It's not you're a Democrat or Republican, because there's just as many lawless Republicans as there are Democrats. They, they don't uphold their oath either. So, um, when, when it comes down to this, so you're saying you're saying the governor there is really ticked off over this decision. Um, I, I've heard some of them. Uh, we we had the guy from the Pentagon say, oh, "We're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to murder babies anyway. We don't care what the SCOTUS says." I mean, we're talking about law, just law, and not that SCOTUS was the final say. God was the final say when He says, "Thou shalt not kill," and our laws are based upon the Bible. I mean. The Congress even acknowledged that under Reagan, I think it was in 1983. They acknowledged that in the resolution, said our, our laws are based upon, the, or at least they're supposed to, uh, based upon the Bible. But they give us the lip service, but their hearts are far from us, and they're far from God in that. All right, what other things? We've talked about COVID. we talked about uh, a bit of gun rights. We, we've talked about the, the abortion issue. What are some other things there that you are hearing from people that you're asking for their vote? What are you hearing from them that they're saying, hey, this is not lawful either. Um, can you give us a couple of examples? Well, I think, you know, now we see the price of gas and the price of food is incredible. I was just at Walmart the other day and I have two dogs and a cat and I, and my grocery bill was $260. Um, when you fill up your tank, which I did the other day, it was over $50. It's insane. And I, you know, I talk to families and I say, how are you feeding your family? And um, yesterday I go to the same diner that my husband and I used to go to after church on Sunday. And I was talking to uh, my server there who's taken care of us for years. And she's got young children. And she said, Sandy, we do the best we can. And this this is just, I mean, you see the whole thing about, you know, farms being um, torched and cattle that's killed. And does any of this make sense to any of us? It's, it's um, I don't know, you know, outside of Buffalo, we've, we have a big farming community and, and they're struggling. I mean, they're struggling with the price of fuel and, uh, but they, they, Buffalonians, <laughs> We're a tough group, let me tell you. You know, we live through blizzards, and and we are just tough people. And I'm hoping to represent the people here in the state because things need to change. They really do. And I'm not a politician. Like I said, I'm just this lady who said enough is enough. Yeah. What what about, uh, and you're talking about the cost of things. Our family's experiencing that too. What about taxation? What's Because we had, I had a friend, he was up in New York. He would come on every Tuesday. We did some history stuff. Uh, Victor Poirier, uh, his house, 5,600 square foot house, him and his wife were killed. It just blew up in the middle of the night. Nothing left at all of the house. And uh, he was telling me, he said, Tim, he says, we're going to try to come down your, sell our house, come down your way. That was, that was what they were in the process of doing. 
And he said, he was telling me, he says, we pay $9,000 a year just for school taxes, and they didn't even have any kids in the school. What's the taxes like there in Buffalo? Oh, the taxes are outrageous. Um, what was my tax bill? I, I'm paying close to $12,000 between property and school taxes. Wow. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And, but, you know, for me, just to pick up and leave, um, it would be hard to do. My husband's buried here, and my base is here. Um, so we can't all just pick up and and leave. I, it's funny, you know, um, Tony and I talked about what would we do when we retire. And we said no to Florida, but we thought about the Carolinas. But um, right now I'm going to stay here and try to make some change. Our taxes are outrageous. And, and they just keep raising them. That's their solution to everything, raise taxes. Um, and we're going to cut your services, by the way. Yeah, it's not but their money, is it? <laughs> it is not their money. And they don't care. They'll just, I mean, Kathy Hochul, she's, like I said, become unhinged here in the state of New York. But I think it is time for change. And I think it's coming. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's one of the things that God warned the people about when they wanted this this government entity called a king. And one of the first things he said is, he's going to tax you. He, he's going to take not just, just money and things. He's going to take your stuff. He's going to take your food. He's going to take your produce. He's going to take your flocks. And he warned them about that. And yet they said, nope, we'll just have it just like everybody else. I mean, God had provided everything for them from the shoes on their feet to the food they ate, to good health in the midst of the of the wilderness, of the desert. And they, they just said, nope, we'd rather have what everybody else has. It's just incredible to me. And we're in that same kind of situation. And they are they are very charitable, If and I, I use that tongue-in-cheek, with everybody else's money. But when you get down to brass tacks and you start looking at how, how charitable are they with their own, not very charitable. So I, I get that. What's some what's some other things that people in Buffalo are faced with there? We that are unconstitutional. Um, you guys, I know Rudy Giuliani had that thing, and everybody said, "Oh, he cleaned up the streets and stuff." But there was, I think, there was some violation of the Fourth Amendment there. This stop and frisk thing, just because you think somebody might have this, that, and the other, or do this, that, and the other, I, I don't think that's what the Constitution was going to upheld. I, I believe in dealing with people who are committing crimes. But uh, but the but the stop and frisk thing was one. What's some other things where where the constitution's being violated and people in Buffalo? Um, everywhere we're you know having issues with uh, crime, and I've talked to a bunch of police officers recently, and you know their their hands are tied, and they're trying to do a job. They're trying to protect us and. You know, it's it's become hard to do their jobs and law enforcement really, I think, for the most part, goes out, does their job and tries to protect us. My own son, my middle son, John, who's a nurse, um, is currently doing trying to be a Border Patrol agent. Law enforcement has always been part of him. And um We'll see where that goes. But, uh, you know, the city of Buffalo, I was recently in the city for dinner and you look around and, you know, there's just 
graffiti every place and it's dirty and business, you know, business wants to thrive. When you think about what our restaurants and everything have been through, through COVID, trying to make a living, it's, it's, again, we just have to keep fighting and um, people, people are upset. We are getting back to some normal. We've had, um, you know, a lot of festivals and things are back after a couple of years of, you know, nonsense lockdowns. Um, so, you know, people are, they, they've had it. I, and there is a small percentage of people that are still wearing their masks in cars. And I feel like we're not going to get our message across to those people. Um, again, this mask wearing is just, it's out of control. I had a situation in uh, one of our grocery stores and during COVID, I said, I'm not wearing my mask anymore. This is just insane. So I was in the produce section and this young kid came up to me with his dirty mask. And he said, put your mask on. And he was ranting. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But at the end of his rant, he gave the make and model of my car. So he must have seen me come into the store. And I finished shopping. And I thought to myself, would this jackass do anything to my car? So I check out, I get out in the parking lot and he's ready to ram his, his shopping cart in the back of my car. And I yelled, stop. And he took off. If I didn't have a cart full of groceries, I would have taken off after him because it was, it was the craziest thing. And this poor kid who was out in the parking lot, you know, trying to bring carts in, he said, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But you see a lot of things happening, and um, it's it's time to make change. It's time to bring American values back and treat each other well um, and behave well. And we see a lot of people that aren't behaving very well lately, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. Let me let me talk a little bit about the the issue of the police force. Um, you know, I think I think what's happened in many cases is like politicians, people have fell into the the thing of of idolizing the cops too they talk about the thin blue line and i'm not and again i'm not trying to broad brush and paint every police officer this way but i've seen enough to know that that institution is ripe for corruption uh in fact all of the tyrannical lockdowns that you guys have up there and you can't go into a restaurant without being given the shot or you know having a mask on or all this who's enforcing that it's the agents of the state the boys in blue and they give you the thin blue line so it's an us and them versus them thing and they'll tell you oh we're here to serve and protect the supreme court's rule they have no right to protect or they have no obligation now they have a moral obligation under god to do it but they they they've ruled up oh, if these guys don't do it we can't hold them accountable but you know sandra one of the things that i've asked people who are running for office and i'd like to ask ask you and i don't know if you've thought about it but if you haven't thought about it at least maybe it gives you something to think about here Article 1, Section 8, and Clause 15 and following says this, that Congress, one of Congress's duty is to provide for calling forth the militia, which is the people. It's not the National Guard. It's not the police force. It's the people. We're the, we're the real law enforcement. And, and it says that. Call forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. Border patrol is illegal. It's unconstitutional. We're the ones who do that. The people are. 
And then it says, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively the appointment of the officers and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. Now this is also part of the Second Amendment, and it's, a, it's an issue that I have with a lot of Second Amendment groups who never bring it up. The first thing the Second Amendment says is, a well-regulated militia being necessary, not optional. We don't, I mean, we don't even have militias, for the most part, actively doing what the Constitution says. This is part of what we're doing with tactical civics, is bringing that power back to the people. Um, being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Let me ask you this. If, if you could put together a constitutional militia among the people, just the ordinary citizenry, they're not, they don't have a badge and they don't have a uniform, if you could do that and help train them, teach them the Constitution, and bring in a common law grand jury, would you back that, and, or, or would you at least think about it, or have you been thinking about these kinds of things? Um, you know, again, we've talked about people doing the right thing and helping one another, and we have seen that a lot of people aren't interested in that, and um, that is definitely something that I need to, to think about. Um, we, we, the people, have to support each other and stop this lawlessness. I um, was the assistant director of the health center at Canisius College for 11 years, and one of the um, uh, law enforcement officers who did an incredible job he finally retired, and, he, and I asked him why he did, and he said, Sandy, I watched things I never thought would happen, and young people that let things happen, and he had an, there was an incident at the college where um, two people, a boy and a girl, were arguing, and this guy started to punch this woman, and nobody stepped in. Like, isn't it your job to step in and, and protect somebody from getting hurt? And um, yeah, after that, he left. And it's, uh, like I said, it's eye-opening what we're seeing, what we're seeing in the subways. Nobody steps in to, to help each other. It's, it's, it's amazing to me um, because that is our duty to uh, help each other. Well, this is this is a reason, uh, Sandra, that that the average citizen is supposed to be armed. I mean, you can't carry a cop on your back. Not that you'd want to have one on there anyway. And I think they call them first responders for a reason. They're responding to whatever happened. They're there to write a report and investigate. The people are the ones who are to put a stop to that. And you're right. the The kids today have been brought up to where if something like that happens, well, here's my answer for that. Oh, let me get that. Let me. Yeah. This will get a lot of hits on YouTube. You know, that's their response instead of putting down the phone and going and intervening and loving their neighbor by dealing with the criminal that's attacking them. I mean, this is it's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty simple thing, but there's a there's something that's come before it, and that is the indoctrination of our kids through social media or through the ed, the unlawful education system we have. The feds aren't supposed to be involved. In that I don't think the states are put. It, Government's not supposed to be involved in education. That's mom and dad. Deuteronomy 6 tells us mom and dads are the ones who teach and train their kids. 
and not the government. And we've shirked our responsibility. I think you mentioned that just a bit ago. We've shirked our responsibility. So we've got to, we've got to start repenting before God and doing what we're supposed to do there. You know, some of the things that I have seen. So I worked community days in West Seneca the other um, a couple of days ago. And I was watching children and I... A friend of mine was also working with me and she and I looked at each other and I was like, wow, I, I mean, parents have shirked the responsibility. Um, first of all, the way young people dress and behave and just, I, I, it was shocking to me. I guess, you know, I hadn't been in the the venue to watch that and I was, I was, I was shocked when I was. You know, my husband and I, I think, did a good job raising our children, but it was 24-7. And, you know, my children, I hope, will raise their children the way they were raised in a simpler time where they didn't have the phone, where they were outside playing. And you're right. They pick up the phone nowadays. And, and I watch these kids. You know, everything is this moment in time. They can't think about it in their own head. It's, it's you know, pull out the phone, pull out the phone. It's, it's social media and all of this is really taking control and it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are some of the things? I'm, I'm kind of curious. I've seen some of the things. Let me bring up uh, this in case people want to check out Sandra. Uh, this is... Um, her Facebook page, uh, you can go there, facebook.com forward slash sandra.magnano.9. And uh, you've had you've had some posts on here of some different things. You've been out to events. Um, you've talked with people. And what, I mean, you know, look, anybody running for office is going to say, uh, I don't like this, I don't like that. But what are the solutions that you're, that you're coming with? Because I think the solutions are normally very simple. It's to go back and follow the law and get government out of where they've come in because, in large part, they've caused the problem. The government has caused the problem. But what are some solutions that you're telling people, hey, you can vote for me, not because you know, I wear a particular jersey or uh, a, a party jersey or because uh, I'm tired of it like you are, but because I'm going to come to the table with some real solutions on some issues. Do you have a couple of, of examples that you have that you talk to people about yeah we're tired of taxes or we, we don't like them infringing on our rights in this area or that area here's what here's what i'm determined to go and do do you have some things like that that, that you 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 give to people you know what we need to drop all the mandates this mandate garbage i mean is insane lots of nurses that i know have stepped away from the the you know the realm of being a nurse and let me tell you to be a nurse is a calling, and these mandates to get the this vaccine so you can work is insane. It's just insane. And in the this morning on uh, the news, I think we're about to lose um, National Guard um, because they, you know, don't want to get the vaccine. And the, and what's coming out about the vaccine and all of this is going to shock people. Um, People that I love have had 
you know, some issues with the vaccine, but you shouldn't be mandated to get a shot to go to work. This is just, it's, it's crazy. And we need to find solutions. Um, like I said, I don't know really where, you know, to start, but I know that we, we just have to, we have to bring this country back. I guess you know, COVID was a gift in some ways and a curse in other ways, but um, we need to fight back. Well, yeah, but I guess I'm getting to, to that in, in asking. I mean, it's good that you, you're willing to step out there and try to represent the people. You're, you're feeling probably what a lot of people are feeling. But I guess I'm, I'm kind of pushing a little bit to say, you, you, I want to encourage you that you need to go into office saying, wait a minute, it's not only wrong, but you're acting against the law. Mandates are not law. They're, they're, they're threats by organized crime thug, thugs. That's what they are. Uh, they're, they're not law. And then they're enforced by agents of the state. This is what I was talking about with the, with the police. And again, not a shot. At, I'm not shooting at the police, so to speak. I'm just saying they're just doing their job. They're not upholding the law. They're doing their job that they get paid for by the thugs who are paying them. And that's that's the issue. It's they're not upholding law. We we need to change that term. Law enforcement go back to peace officers, and they're not keeping the peace. Then they're it's clear what they're doing. They're engaged in lawlessness, and so on. Some of these things, uh, you know, what would what would one of the things? I mean, I I can tell you something that I would do. Maybe it'd be something that, that you might want to think about. Is that is look, government has no right telling anybody what to put on their mug or what to put in their body. They have no business doing that, and we know they're in league with Big Pharma, and we know they know these things are dangerous, and they're killing people, and they're injuring people. So it seemed to me a, a very simple approach would be, wait a minute, when it comes to health care, uh, our state government has nothing to say about anybody's health care. And by the way, just as a caveat, for those people who are still pushing the murder of the unborn, that is not a health care issue. That is a murder issue. That is a law issue. And there's, there is a difference there. So would you say there's some simple things like just that, calling that out? Where in our Constitution does the state of New York have to say, you got to put this piece of paper over your mug that doesn't do anything, or you got to take this poison in your body just because we said so, because we're scared of the convids that we can't even prove exist? Would, would you say that's a pretty simple uh, thing to push forward in there? It, 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 yeah, these mandates, all of it is just craziness. And and my fear is they're going to try to double down, right? Once summer's over and, you know, colds and flu season starts back up, I and the governor has said this. I mean, I, I'm not sure um, exactly if this is, is official, but there's something about, you know, they, in the state of New York, they have the right to quarantine you. What the hell is that about? You're going to pull a mom out of her house because you think she's a threat? Because she's got a runny nose? This is insane. I mean, it's just straight up insane. But, you know, the communists downstate are talking about this. And it's got to change. It really has to change. And it's got to change quickly. Well, now, Eric recommended you come on. And he said you'd, been, you'd already been doing some things there in your community. What's some of the things that you've, you've personally been doing in your community 
leading up to all this? I mean, you you haven't just been uh, posting memes on a Facebook page or something like that. You've actually been out among the people doing some things. What's some things that you've been doing? Like I said, when COVID was at its peak, we were meeting in churches and saying, this doesn't, this isn't right what's going on. And we would be out. So um, Moog is a big industry here and they were trying to force the vaccine on their employees and a bunch of people there lost their job. So um, I was out protesting this because again, it's, it's not, it's, it's insane what they've done. And, you know, I met Eric and boy, is he, um, a rock star. Amen. He and his friend Marie Rock are some of the best people that I know. And through all this and through all the trials and tribulations the kids and I have had, I will say this, God has put some amazing people in my life to help me along the way and to help my children and I. And um, I'm, I'm going to give back to these people and to this state because it's a beautiful state here. And yeah, do we have blizzards? We sure do. But the people in the state of New York are some of the greatest people that I know. And I'm not just going to get up and leave. I'm going to stay here and fight. Well, amen. Amen. And you know, we talk about that. There's a lot of people leaving and I look, I understand wanting to do that. Uh, but your state, you know, our, those who came before us saw our states as our country. They didn't see the United States as a nation or country. They saw their their state as their country. They loved it because they loved the people around them. They loved the freedom that they had. And now all that's being encroached. It doesn't matter what state you really go to. Your freedoms are being encroached, if nothing else, by government sticking their hands in your wallet. Uh, that's a, that's an encroachment of your freedoms. So I I'm glad that you took that you, you're going in there and uh, hopefully you have some people like Eric who will be able to help you should you go into office because I think Eric's got a really good head on his shoulders. I think he's uh, also very competent when it comes to law and actually how to win against the the tyrants and the bar and all that other stuff. So I, I hope you've got some people like that. Uh, Sandra, we're almost out of time here. I'm going to give you about uh, 30 seconds if you want to tell people where they can find you. I'm going to show them a picture of your family uh, that you're with here and uh, just tell them where they can find you there on Facebook. Well, I'm on Facebook, and you can go to either my personal page or Sandy for Assembly for the 142nd um, and vote for Sandy. Vote for the average American that said, I've had enough and support me in my journey. I need all the support I can get and I will fight for you. And let me tell you, I will work for you, the people. Amen. Amen. Sandra, hang on with me and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. bright and early. And uh, yeah, I've got a special guest for you then. See you.